Please consider supporting the Wednesday blog by going to anchor.fm slash sean-thomas-cain slash support. Thank you. Welcome back to the Wednesday blog with me, Sean Kane. It's Wednesday, 19 October, 2022. This week, why it's stubborn of us to think of ourselves as separate from nature. When I returned to Binghamton after a trip home at the beginning of October, I was stunned to see the leaves had changed over that weekend that I was away. The deep green of late summer had been overcome on the trees by the creeping wave of red, gold, and orange that danced down from the highest elevations and into the Susquehanna Valley until the forests surrounding this valley became a sea of radiant color. It's the first fall that I've spent here where the leaves have changed so early let alone so fully before winter's wind inevitably blows in from the north and strips the trees of their leaves for the season. All my life, I've enjoyed the chance to live in circumstances that kept me somewhat removed from the natural world around me. I've grown up in air-conditioned houses in the warm months and well-heated houses in the cold months. I've been able to escape from winter's grasp and travel to warmer places, as in last fall's trip to San Diego for the 16th Century Society Conference, which this year is being held in the far less tropical climate of Minneapolis. As such, my expectations of how my body would react to different temperatures and circumstances has been transformed by my own upbringing far more secluded from nature. So, for the couple of weeks every spring and fall when my dad would insist we open the windows in our house and turn off the AC, I'd find myself in a new form of agony, as with the open air flowing through my normally secluded indoor spaces, I had no refuge from my seasonal allergies. They honestly felt worse when I was younger than they do today, even though now, as I write this, I am feeling their effects well and truly. Maybe you can hear that. By living apart from the whims of nature, I was not acclimated to it. All this made my seasonal allergies all the worse. Often, the two biggest weekends on the Kansas City Irish community's social calendar, St. Patrick's Day and Irish Fest, are also two weekends when my allergies rise to their worst levels. In part, that's because they fall right at the changing of the seasons. Irish Fest at the end of summer at the beginning of September, and St. Pat's because it's right at the end of winter and beginning of spring. In the last few years, I've learned a great deal from living in an apartment without any built-in air conditioning, and from having to self-medicate when my allergies return. And as such, I'd say they're not as bad as they ever were during my teenage years. Yet amid all the sniffling and sneezing, there is a lesson to be found here. We are foolish to think we can truly divorce ourselves from nature, 
from our from the very complex web of life of which we are an intrinsic part. We need to recognize that our bodies are going to change with the seasons. And in our time where travel is far easier than ever before, where you could be on the far side of the planet in an entirely different environment in a matter of hours, we need to recognize that our bodies will need time to catch up with their new surroundings. I've often wondered during my many trips in Britain and Ireland if it's possible that I, as the descendant of immigrants from those two islands, might have some built-in genetic strength when it comes to the allergens native to those two places. That statement could be entirely false. After all, I'm not someone who studies this sort of stuff. But it's still something I've often wondered. The climates in my own hometowns of Chicago and Kansas City are nothing like those of Ireland or Britain leading me to wonder if my own biological predispositions to certain places hasn't kept pace with my own family's migrations from Europe to North America. It remains a question of mine. Winter's chill is fast approaching. This morning, I pulled out one of my thickest Irish wool sweaters, and may even put on a pair of wool socks to keep the chill to a minimum. I could turn up the heater in my apartment from 65 degrees Fahrenheit, where it's currently set, to around 68 degrees Fahrenheit but putting on extra layers is more cost-efficient, like my dad has done throughout my life. Now, as an adult, I'm open to the idea of keeping the heater off for as long as possible, and opening the windows if the weather suggests it. With our climate changing overall, and often warming, it's been suggested that by the middle of the century, Kansas City's climate will be more like that of Dallas today. This means perhaps milder winters, but far hotter summers. I may be cold now, but I know in seven to eight months I'm going to be sweating again, as the summer heat returns. And when it does return, I'm sure my body will react in ways that annoy me. Like the stomach aches I get when I eat chocolate when it's either too hot or too humid, a relatively new thing for me in the last few years. We've created that new world for ourselves, a world where the old web of life is reworked to fit a warmer planet. It leaves me wondering how my seasonal allergies will change, or will they, like the weather in recent years, become only more extreme? The Wednesday Blog is written, read, and produced by me, Sean Kane, and I also came up with the theme music. You can learn more about my work by going to linktree slash esthosdkane. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash s-t-h-o-s-d-k-a-n-e. There you'll find links to my website and my blog. Thanks. Thanks as always to my regular listeners, including monthly supporter Elizabeth Duke. You can join her in supporting the Wednesday blog by clicking the link in the show notes. I really appreciate it. This podcast is distributed by Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.